I needed to close my windows because otherwise it would be too loud in terms of background noise. But that obviously also Makes doesn't help. Hot. Yeah, oh. so stuffy as well. Oh no, I'm uh, so sorry. Oh, uh, it's fine. At least I didn't have to wake up at six o'clock, or like yeah, okay. probably we both earlier made sacrifices. than that. Yeah, yeah, I did. Five thirty. I think we're in good shape, bro. Right? Yeah, we are. But you know, hold on to your seats. There is a lot co more coming. I would need at least like five hands to talk to like count the number of times I've watched some of this, uh, this next sequence of episodes. Um, just like, okay, let, let's just get into it. I'm sorry. I, okay. Yeah. Let me quickly summarize it and then we can talk about it a lot. There is a bombing at the Jedi temple and Anakin and Ahsoka join the droid Russo to investigate. There is a conflict over who should be in charge of this affair, the Republic or the Jedi. And uh, after Ahsoka gets framed for killing the main suspect or witness as well, uh, she is put into a military prison by Admiral Tarkin. Uh, someone, someone, gives Ahsoka the opportunity to break out of the prison by, again, framing her for killing six clone troopers in the process. Uh, Anakin wants to help her, but is unable to do so, and Ahsoka feels betrayed by both him and the Jedi Order at large. Anakin lets her escape into the seedy underbelly of Coruscant, where she tries to find out who framed her. She's helped by her fellow Padawan Barris Offi and, a huge surprise, Asajj Ventress, all whilst having to fend off clone troopers who are searching for her, as well as Anakin and Plo Koon. Eventually, Ahsoka and Ventress split, and we see Ventress being knocked out and her lightsabers and masks stolen. The unknown figure pretending to be Ventress then attacks Ahsoka, which re results in her getting captured by the clones. As per demand of the Republic via Tarkin, the Jedi Council decides, or rather is pressured, to expel Ahsoka, thus making it possible that she can be tried in a Republican court. Padme takes over the defense whilst Anakin is uh, whilst Anakin goes out to investigate Beat, basically beating up Ventress in the process and eventually figuring out that it was Barris who was behind the attack on the temple and who set Ahsoka up because she found that the Jedi had lost their way at the very last second Anakin barges into the courtroom and reveals this new intel subsequently the charges are dropped the Jedi Council offers a lukewarm apology to Ahsoka and offers her to be reinstated into the Order. Ahsoka, however, declines this offer, leaving behind the Jedi and a heartbroken Anakin and, I assume, a heartbroken Chris and Rashad. Tears, Chris. <laughs> Tears. <laughs> yeah, yes. Wow. Are you kidding me? Like <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, what? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> so I have so many things to say, obviously. I know. But I'll, <laughs> I'll let you start, clearly. I mean, I, re I referred to this earlier, but, you know, midway through one, like one of the later episodes, I thought, you know, I, I think it's when, when, 
when she's escaping from the prison and she tells Anakin that she feels betrayed by him, that I thought, you know, at the end of all of this, if like I would really like, like if I was in charge of writing it, I would have her leave the order. And I mean, that's what happens. I th I didn't think they would do it because, you know, that's kind of a risk. But I love that they did it. And it's just, oh. and just again, you're going to mention it, of course, because that's your like your brand or MO or whatever. But like Anakin's and Ahsoka's relationship in here, oof, the 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 critique that Barris Offie has for on the uh, on the Je Jedi Order as well. I'm sure you're like just like waiting to talk about that and like everything that like again jurisdiction Tarkin. Oh, there's so much in there. Ventress, oh, fucking hell, it's so good. I'm speechless. Like right now. <laughs> I just oh, I'm just literally like ear to ear smiling, just have nothing. Yeah. Like I have so many things to say yet nothing to say at the same time. I know. Um, oh. So go should we go through it like plot? I think, plot I think the best way to, for me to do this is to go through this. So I just want to say like uh, for me and I think for a lot of people, the Ahsoka Anakin relationship is the heartbeat of the entire Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. And it's I I literally mentioned it ten times in an episode <laughs> because it means so much to me. And this is the culmination of their relationship in such a way that it's heartbreaking and makes sense and is just so good and everything. And I it only makes me wonder how much this moment affects Anakin's turn in episode three. Yeah. And the the love and the like the connection that they feel for one another is so heartwarming and when they decide to part or when ahsoka decides to leave what does that mean for anakin and like mm. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into this obviously ah it's so good ah. yeah and i i know i don't know how it's like going to continue so i've i like i've been wondering ever since like what the fuck like what's the next two seasons about like how do they do that do they have like a split thing where like sometimes they show ahsoka sometimes they show anakin are they going to reunite what's going to happen i don't know and it's like fucking exciting i will oh. say nothing yeah uh, yeah i would i would quit this podcast if you did <laughs> uh, <laughs> but oh so good and like just the tears in both of their eyes oh so good and just like like also when when you know when Ahsoka declines and leaves and he's just like, what, what, what? He's just, he just doesn't know what to do. Like for a minute, he's just like in shock. And then he's like, wait, <laughs> and just storms after her because he can't believe that what just happened. And it's so beautiful as well, because, you know, in previous episodes, you could see his very own trust in the order being undermined. Um, and it's just, you, that's what i love about their relationship as well like she they are so similar you, like you can you can see that in the very first ep like in the beginning of the episode 17 where you know uh ahsoka saves anakin from the like crashed uh ship and she's just she just says you know your fighter crashed i saved the day you're welcome and just like that's so anakin and i love it and they're just so similar and they know each other uh 
and ah, <laughs> we're gonna make a lot of weird noises this episode. I have a feeling, and they're all justified. Yeah, I mean, and it's actually that sequence is a direct callback to the beginning of episode three, where yeah, oh, oh, like Anakin saves Obi Wan from the same exact buzz droids in almost yeah. the same exact fighter. It's yeah. insane. When when R two kind of tilts the ship and you see all the buzz droids underneath. That that made me laugh out loud as well. I know we're going to talk about more bigger picture things here, but that that was so funny to me because it's almost like a, an actual like uh, maritime ship, and then you see all the barnacles and all of the yeah. stuff that's yeah, going yeah. on under under sea level. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's perfect. It's just a funny little sequence there yeah. to get us into this whole thing, and then when they do get back to the Jedi Temple. Like, I love how, obviously, they put them in charge, whatever. I love how it's Ahsoka asking Anakin, like, could a Jedi really do this? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, my God. Anakin is like, their Jedi will disappoint us. Da, 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 da. And it's just so, like, ironic that it is Anakin, the one who's going to saying this. Like, right? Knowing everything. Right? Yeah. Oh, so good. And also, like, Loki, an attack on the Jedi Temple? Are you kidding me? It's, Ana- like, Anakin attacks the Jedi Temple in such a way that is, ah, oh my god. <laughs> Je- what did you think about Russo? I mean, they replaced the Inspector, so I'm happy. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> He's obviously not great, um, yeah. but... He's very tropey again, good. like, does all exactly. the, like, all the checkboxes of, like, your typical hardball detective sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I kind of liked it. Um, not great, as you said, but he was fine. He was. I fine. liked him better than the inspector for sure. Oh yeah, I mean it's a, yeah. like the lowest bar ever. Like I feel like okay, this is this is going to be a huge statement. I didn't think about it that way until like five seconds ago. But I feel like I like the inspector less than even Jar Jar. Fair enough. That's fine. A Jar Jar, I would say the show Jar Jar. I don't know about prequel Jar Jar. They're different in my head. Close call. Prequel Jar Jar is so much worse. But that's okay. But I will say also, um, I do like uh, Russo's superiority complex towards organic beings. He's like, you guys could do this, you silly organic beings, you silly Jedi. Let me do this. Let me take care of it. And it's it's like there's a little funny tension there. It's It's much better than the misogyny that underpins the inspector's tension. Yeah, for sure. And all, but what I kind of was like a mixed bag was like the uh, the affectation with the quote unquote glasses, ah, like yeah, yeah, putting, yeah. pulling them up and down again all the time. So it's like, what? Uh, we don't need this. Why? That's like very anthropomorphizing, which is fine. Like we do that with droids all the time, but it was like a little bit much. Um, at least like have have them like flip up automatically and not have him like use his like arm slash hand to do it. Yeah, good point. Um, anyway. Uh, Anakin's obsec is really lacking because he shows the security guards a hologram of Jakar, their suspect, in front of a crowd of angry relatives of the victims. And, you know, it's just like, eh, is that so smart? And then, of course, again, we go back to my previous criticism of things being a little bit too neat. There's Jakar's wife there who sees that. And yeah, not great. Uh, it's just like, okay, okay. Um, why is she there like why is she uh, like, exactly especially because she is the one who did it kind of you know yeah so. right I, I, I like my head canon is that like Barris in the planning stages like 
tells her to go and tells her to do this kind of mm. stuff, right? Yeah. Big picture. How the fuck did Barris accomplish all of this without being detected? That seems really unlikely. Yeah, right? Killing the clones and in, in, infiltrating the, the, like, the military complex, force choking her. It's just like so many things had to go right for Barris to do this one thing. It's exactly. quite crazy. And, like without being detected, like by like cameras and whatever it's just like okay maybe like a like a jedi like an actual jedi master or whatever but not like a padawan that's that seems like a huge stretch ahsoka is near the end of her training at this point i think barris maybe has a similar progression maybe so she has almost all the skills of a proper Mm. jedi knight so yeah it's a good point there but i'm fine i like it i'm just like whatever I guess it really wouldn't have changed much if it's just another character, to be honest. Mm. And it wasn't Barris. It could have been Master Sanube. That'd be so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does show up later, yeah, which he I does. like. I love his white lightsaber. I like seeing the protests of the war in front of the Jedi Temple and and depicting, I guess, uh, relatively more realistically how uh, public opinion has been swaying against the Jedi. Yeah, it's just also like how Mace Windu says it in this way, as opposed to how other planets have said it, like the will of the people. That's very different than just talking objectively about public opinion. And it's a nice differentiation there. And I'd like to see how the Jedi actually weren't all that popular on Coruscant. Yeah. And I like for once they are fucking aware of it, you know? Yeah. They're, they're not like like these aloof like monks or whatever they they know what's going on they have to weigh different political arguments or like influences and public opinion and the republic and all of that and i think that that is something that they did very well in this arc one thing that i really like in this episodes is especially in contrast to the one earlier is that the pace is so different I found it a little jarring in a good way in terms of, oh, okay, we're moving in a completely different direction here. It's really nice. Sometimes the, the episodes blend together and they feel similar of the same accord, but in this case, they are very, very distinct. And I like that separation, especially this first episode, which kind of works a little slowly. So we have this thing that I know you love where a suspect just runs away. Yeah, I love it. Makes so much sense. Yeah, I know, right? And it was surprisingly easy for her to actually run away. But of course, they just like catch up really quickly. There's an allusion to something bigger. and But you like which she says, like, you don't know what you're dealing with. And it's like one of these things where nobody would say that in the real world. It's just like from a narrative perspective, you can't tell them right away what it is about. The one thing I like about that scene is that Ahsoka basically accuses her as like, you're if you're guilty you run Mm. you ran therefore you must be guilty and then a couple episodes later it's ahsoka running so it's a really it's i really i i do like that scene in that moment obviously the writing's not the best but it's a cool little allusion to what ahsoka is going to have to face yeah i feel like that 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 line specifically makes it worth it you know yeah and i just wanted to point out the very last shot of this episode you see like you ha- the camera like i mean of course it's animated but the panor- uh, the the camera pans out out of a hallway in the jedi temple and there's it's like a pretty full corridor or whatever and there's a youngling training with a lightsaber and there are like people walking by and he's like wearing the helmet and has this like training droid that shoots little laser beams at him 
I was like, isn't that dangerous? He's like wielding a lightsaber indoors in a hallway. Blindfolded. <laughs> yeah, he's blind. He doesn't see anyone. And you just have like, what if, what if he just like accidentally beheaded Mace Windu or whatever, you know? <laughs> Mace Windu goes down to tie his shoe. Just... <laughs> it would have done the Jedi a benefit. The title of the next episode, episode 18, The Jedi Who Knew Too Much, is a clear allusion to Hitchcock's movie, The Man Who Knew Too Much, uh, which I liked. I always like these kind of references. You know, continuing on something that I had been uh, ranting about in a previous episode is, you know, now we get like time to grieve uh, Jedi, but Jedi are the only people that are grieved, like in in clone wars like to i mean with a few exceptions there's a eulogy for the jedi who died in the attack and yoda you know delivers that which is not that impressive there's no terrible way. eulogy <laughs> there's terrible no gravitas eulogy. at all why so yoda just like anyone else really yeah. please and the, the, here's also the, when uh anakin says to ahsoka revenge is not the jedi way and i'm just like Ooh. yeah really yeah, but no, no, not great you're gonna choke on these words my friend but he's still a good master to her that's the thing yeah. it's like go be with your friend he tells her to go mourn with her friend it's just like it's touching their relationship and i he, like if you just take the words that anakin does like if you just don't know that he's gonna do that if you're Ahsoka's perspective like he's a great master yeah that's true and in in this scene with uh between barris and ahsoka that was the first time that i suspected her to be behind this yeah, I don't think it's that obvious. It's not really Sorry. obvious. Yeah, it's obvious later, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. in this moment, it's not, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just like at some point it becomes clear, okay, it's either Barris because a any other person who has shown up can't, can't have done it or it's somebody who we haven't seen yet and that would be bad writing. Yeah, yeah. Or like not necessarily bad writing, but that would be kind of cheap. Um, but yeah, Barris, Barris asks Ahsoka, have you ever wondered whether it's right to ignore your emotions? I, I, li I like that, you know, not just Barris, who obviously goes like a little bit too far, maybe, but like Ahsoka as well and Anakin too, like they all question the like Jedi way, you know, in a sense. And yeah, I really, I really like that, that also the show doesn't shy away from asking these questions and also like depicting characters grappling with it you know even obi-wan as well with the attachment thing with satine like nobody's perfect no it's great it, it, the show realizes that the jedi philosophy is flawed and shows it to us in so many ways and how it doesn't work for almost anyone who wants to do it yeah so lotto wants to see ahsoka which you know is kind of a weird thing that happens but obviously before that i love the oh, yeah, shot yeah. of the prison like yeah. as they as like Ahsoka is called to the prison, it's a gorgeous panoramic shot of like the prison, and it immediately establishes what kind of facility that Ahsoka is in. And now that you know that she has to escape later, it's like, oh shit, this is like a real prison. Speaking of prison breakouts, that's something that I failed to mention when we saw it. Like I think two episodes ago, with a huge prison breakout with, with Boba and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you see it here as well. The inside looks like a Death Star, and the non-clone uh, personnel wears uniforms that are later used for the Empire. 
Yeah, this actually goes to a note of mine in that this is the empire already. Right. This is no longer the republic. It is it is incredible to see like is it's a commentary on how institutions erode from within mm. and become the very things that they are designed to to defend against internally. And then it's really we realize that everything has gone to shit too late. Mm. Yeah, it's like death by a thousand cats sort of thing and also obviously it's a huge message to like see that it's a prison what later is part of the empire is a prison in the republic no it's it's a different um representation because when we talk about the republic we think about the senate we think about the yeah. temple that kind of institutions that bring a level of dare i say hope as opposed to one that imparts fear and ferocity and that's what this prison does in its design, in its grandeur, and then also in its very purpose of putting a large number of people behind jails. And I love when uh, Ahsoka leaves her lightsabers and her comlink behind, the uh, Imperial March sets in. Yeah. And it's you just know, oh, shit, something's going to happen. I mean, you know that anyway from the way the the like handing over of the lightsabers is handled you just see like oh that's gonna that's gonna come back to bite her in some way you know obviously lotta tells her that some jedi showed her how to make the nanodroids all the um the philosophical reason behind that or like political reason that you know there are people who are unhappy what the jedi have become and that they have strayed from being peacekeeper peacekeepers to becoming killers and I don't know if you want to, I'm sure you have like a five minute monologue prepared for this, if you want to do it now or at the very end uh, after, you know, Barris is captured. But if you want to do it now, just say the word. I mean, sure, because I have other rants later, I guess. Uh, sure. I don't know. It's like, you know, there's a point. Yes, yes, they are right. It's not a wrong assessment, right? And, you know, and Ahsoka leaving the order at the end of this is an ad admission that that is true to a certain extent, right? That it is the Jedi have fallen from their purpose and they have become maybe, I wouldn't maybe call warmongers, but they've become politicians that are concerned more of their self-image and what is best for what like for them as opposed to what is best for the galaxy and actually just keeping the freaking peace. And it is, you know, inherent into this entire show. The first thing you notice is that they're called generals and commanders. And that makes no sense. And that is a military terminology. They are not peacekeepers at all. And Barris and, you know, the protesters out front have a freaking point. Obviously, the, the execution of that idea is the problem, clearly. And I think, you know, it's just not... Obviously, it's, you don't want to go murdering people. It's not, no. a, great, not a great look. But... Everything that they're saying makes sense. And I really have, I don't have that long of a monologue about it just because it tracks. And I agree with her. Every time when like Barris Offey, if you just take what she says out of context, like it, yes, go, you, you're talking, you're talking the truth because the way that she sort of falls, and I really don't like the line where she says, I think these lightsabers suit me well. Yeah. Because. I don't think her motivation was to become a Sith. No. I think her motivation is more, we have strayed from our way and we need to 
cor- course correct, essentially. We're not the Jedi we're supposed to be. And this is why Ahsoka's leaving of the Order makes me think that she is literally the only true Jedi left in the galaxy. Yeah, I, at first I thought that this isn't really in keeping with Barriss's character because I had perceived her again as one of these play by the rules sort of person but it's more than it's more that she is very deliberate and thoughtful and it really like if you look at it from that perspective it makes a lot of sense what she's doing oh and, for sure and you know again like the means aren't great but I mean it's an understatement terrorist attacks aren't aren't great uh, <laughs> but you know it is it also goes to show like for some like for a huge institution like the Jedi Order or even the Republic as well like how do you reform something like that because the people in charge have obviously a huge self-interest at keeping things the way they are it's almost part of the like of like uh, a problem that uh, that uh, that occurs throughout human human history like all the time Yeah, when you have a rotten institution, how do you change? Exactly. And it's like, it, it usually doesn't come from inside. It usually comes from external pressures or from external violence as well. Yeah, it's crisis. We change as a result of crisis. And without it, it's impossible. And I think maybe that's why she tried to do it, right? You need a yeah. terrorist attack of some kind to like push for change of some in a way. But obviously... Not trying to justify terrorism here. Yeah, not 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 to be too philosophical as well, but that also, you know, that's also true on an individual level. I feel like if I think, like, about big changes in my life or, like, in my friends' lives, that has often come from some form of crisis as well. And I think that's that might be just part of the human condition. Yeah, we're comfortable. Like, I mean, why would we change if you're comfortable? And exactly. And if you compound that on an institutional level, you have people's livelihoods and um, you just have so much more at stake that it becomes more risky to change. And people are not going to take that risk if they don't have to. Yeah, exactly, because it is painful. But if, you know, if they are between a rock and a hard place, they will have to choose one or the other. Exactly. I love... Okay, so now Ahsoka is framed. She's in jail. Um, as Anakin comes to visit her. and. I like it's the really his anger starts to boil and you can feel it. I love it. But before that, though, someone force chokes Latan. Obviously, it looks like Ahsoka is doing it on the surveillance footage, but like, how the fuck did Barris pull that off again? And um, it's again very convenient uh, in a way. Um, also, Tarkin, the way he is presented here, he looks very menacing. Yeah. Uh, oh, but later on, I know it's. Uh, yeah when he when he visits her in the prison he oh, i fucking he's so disgusting and molesting like he like the way he holds her like chin yeah in his hand is just oh fuck i was like i wanted to like i don't I know reach punch him through in the face the, exactly <laughs> and it's just so good though like from a character perspective yeah, for sure it's evil and that that's again We've talked about this previously as well, but this is Star Wars finally leaving the uh, the um, black and white, the good and bad dichotomy behind, where you have, you know, you have Tarkin, who is like, 
ostensibly on like the quote-unquote good side but he's an he's a total creepy asshole yeah i mean ostensibly right but you also need people like him to then turn a republic into an empire yeah as much as palpatine can do everything himself he needs a tarkin to run the military and run things in a way that and it's just his he just fits so well into that evil spot so it's a seamless transition for him yeah and i think you know i really like again as a character i really hated him but that's that that is a successful depiction and characterization of him here like he's so effective as a character he he's the perfect it's kind of like you mentioned in a previous episode how it's great that this show introduced maul it's also great that they introduced tarkin because he's a perfect antagonist yeah they, those two leveled up significantly it's so good my first instinct is to always say okay this is fan service and we'll never see them again but that's obviously not the case yeah it really weaves into the show so well if only kathleen kennedy had uh, watched clone wars and seen that it's not great to do fan service all the time as in the uh, in the sequel trilogy of movies. Yep, yep. I agree 100%. Kathleen Kennedy, you should be replaced by Dave Filoni. I feel like eventually she will. Yeah, that it, we'll get That's there. kind of his his like career his track arc. that he is on. Yeah, what did Kathleen Kennedy even do before this? I mean, she she did produce a bunch of amazing movies. Oh, she did. Okay, I have no Yeah, idea. she she like if you read like a list of all the movies she's been uh, involved with. It's it's amazing. It's almost better than the A twenty four list that we Whoa, talked about really? on weekly. Like, yeah, you will you will know most of the movies she's been involved with. Okay. Well, all right. So yeah, Anakin is is livid and that he can't visit Ahsoka, and I love that that's like the the red herring here. Like that Ahsoka thinks that Anakin dropped the. Like the, the ID card or whatever it is, the key card. Yeah. And she uses it to escape. And then she, she she sees, oh shit, like there are clones here knocked out and my lightsabers are here. And this is like, obviously someone framing me, but I'm not going to just go back into my cell. Exactly. And I love that that disappointment that it is not Anakin informs the way that she thinks that Anakin betrayed her. Yeah. Because from... From her perspective, she thought, oh, Anakin is helping me. Like, no, he's not. Well, he should have been the one to help me. And disappointed in Anakin not being the one to actually get her out. But from Anakin's perspective, he did what he could. And he didn't He didn't do more. And it's just so interesting. Like, the layers of psychology between these two people who know each other so well and are so similar. And, like, a level of disappointment that then informs further how she feels betrayed. Not only because, I mean, obviously the Jedi Council don't believe her and extent of her death almost but it is anakin who does like sensibly trust her and t- says that he trusts her and fights for her but she still feels disappointed by him and that is informed by in some ways this beginning um time though you know the first time they talk in this episode is that she's saying to him you could have saved me you could have yeah. brought me out i feel like though her like like not trusting kind of the system comes before or like is way stronger in the beginning and then also, like, she grows to, like, not trust Anakin. So when Ahsoka is trying to break out, and we can gush about how beautiful that whole sequence is, but she says that, you know, some someone's trying to set her up, and he believes her, but Ahsoka says, 
no one else will. And I feel like that's that kind of demonstrates that she does think she still thinks that Anakin wants the best for her, but she doesn't trust the system f to for her to you know walk freely. Yeah, and I'd never think I'd never think that she actually mistrusts Anakin. I think that she's just disappointed in him yeah, for a little bit there because she yeah. he, that he didn't come to get her out of prison immediately. Yeah, because that's kind of what he does, you know. Exactly, and she knows that. Yeah, but it is it is interesting because it, I guess if it was just the the Jedi hierarchy, he might have done it. But because it is the military, there's really nothing he can do. And exactly. especially because he is kind of facing up against Tarkin, who is yeah. like as as headstrong as he is, but he has the higher the the higher authority. And it just was um, alluded to. So yeah, it was just alluded to when Ahsoka and Anakin had a little mini, um, not argument, but disagreement when Anakin sided with Tarkin. So like she knows yeah. that he agrees with Tarkin to a certain extent. So then when Tarkin comes in and is the face of her um, in imprisonment, she then connects, oh, Anakin must like Tarkin and might must at some level at least agree with him. But uh, it's just so many levels of this. It's so good. <laughs> it really is i love by the way um calling her a jedi prisoner it's like when the clones are just like oh the jedi prisoner has escaped and i'm just like oh my god that's so sad it's ahsoka she's not a prisoner it kind of even goes back to the oh that's that's been like three seasons ago where with the parasites where like one of the clones says if there's one thing we know it's how to stop a jedi yeah and it's just like ugh. Which was a great allusion to, like, you know, Order 66 at yeah, the end. exactly. But it's also connected to this so well. Yeah. And it's, it's really heartbreaking that, like, the clones think she killed three of them and tried to shoot her. Right? That's it's like, like oh. oh. And I don't know if that was just, a, like, uh, like, a mistake, but when Rex communicates Anakin's order and where previously he says... I, yeah, I I know Commander Tano. She would not do that. But on when when he's like on the radio, basically, he's like, yeah, she killed three of us. Yeah, and she's she's treated as armed and dangerous. And I'm just like, that is not what Anakin said, Rex. No, we're taking very liberal like opinions here. But it, it also didn't make sense because like 30 seconds previously, he said something completely different. Yeah, I didn't. That didn't make any sense to me. If it were the other guy, like the prison guard guy, yeah. the prison, the captain of the prison, then fine. But Rex? No, no, no. Come on, Rex. You know better. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, we have the uh, the great visuals as she tries to escape. Again, in the dark, in the rain, all the, like, blasters and the uh, her lightsabers. And it's just gorgeous. It's just so stunning. And I love animation in the rain. I actually mm -hmm. thought about it. It's very rare we see because it's so difficult to do. And it's, it's so well done. So well done. Yeah, and Ahsoka is just such a badass here. She, you really see how she has grown into herself, and it's like she is so capable, and she, ah, oh, so good. It's just so good. And at the end, I don't know if you were already to the end, but at the end, when Anakin and Ahsoka face off and they talk to each other, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He, he tells her to trust him. Yeah, how, how would that have looked if I helped? Her, if I helped you, it would have made you seem more guilty. Then yeah. she says, "I don't know who to trust." And then she like turns the question around on him and is like, yeah. no, you have to trust me. Now you have to trust me and I trust you. And she says, I know you do. And it's like, Ugh, you guys, you're good. 
it's so heartwarming their relationship is I just know. like and he does let her get away as well of course yeah and yeah. lies to Kiari Mundi about that later like yeah there was no way to stop her like really <laughs> and also isn't that such a badass line wish me luck and then jump off a cliff yeah yeah i love that that's like if like i love all the other force powers but just like the jumps that they do it's pretty cool oh uh, it's just he's so good <laughs> yeah <sighs> okay that's halfway through this arc and now the uh, the fun begin. like the, now the really hard-hitting stuff begins oh <sighs> <my> god <laughs> yeah it's just Okay, so yeah, I love that Tarkin is in charge of the investigation of catching Ahsoka because he's just perfect for that. Yeah, he's a perfect evil, so somewhat good guy. It's weird. Yeah, and it's there's this great interaction. You know, Plo Koon says, I don't believe that Ahsoka could fall so far. And Tarkin says, the beliefs of the Jedi Council are irrelevant. This is sedition. Yeah. And it's just like, ah, oh, that's like Tarkin as, at his best. And he's just, just like, he just like, I don't know, bitch slapped a Jedi master. <laughs> right it's like i don't care what you say um and it's very interesting to me because um mace doesn't want anakin to be part of the effort to find ahsoka which i can understand but also we clearly know that plo Koon has a relationship with her and he like mace doesn't raise any like objection to him being part of it but at the same time i think it is beautifully like tragically beautiful that it is the two of them who look for her even more so if it was obi-wan i feel like plo Koon is even like a step above that yeah i think i think yes a hundred percent i agree with you it's tragically beautiful um but i think it's just mace just being a dick like i think he i he hates anakin and mm. it's more about anakin's character than anything else and he's using their attachment as a way to kind of undermine anakin and then here you definitely see you know the discord with anakin's with the jedi council obviously being pissed that they almost let him off let him off the investigation but specifically it's because of mace it's mace who's like the fucking asshole who like is the object of anakin's ire it's just like he's there sorry not not only not only the object but the manifestation of Mm -hmm. Anakin's hatred towards the Jedi Council in later things. And it starts here, not starts here. You can see it here. It's been the thing for a while. And it's, you know, it they have a mutual hatred. And I think it's also partially because, you know, Mace Windu, in my mind, thinks that he's the chosen one. He should be the chosen one who should bring balance. But it is Anakin all of a sudden who is the chosen one who has the four, he's like as strong as Mace Windu or whatever the fuck. And it is really telling that it is him that gets cut down by anakin at an episode three in the climactic moment it's really interesting to see this whole thing connects and maybe if it were another jedi that anakin actually trusted more and didn't think that he was out to get him that changes anakin's decision in the moment there it's really interesting um this is not my mace window rant by the way (laughs) that's just your warm-up yeah um (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's almost like um it's almost reminiscent of the palpatine mall thing from earlier where um mace sees anakin as a threat and kind of put kind of tries to put him into his place yeah the only difference is that obviously anakin is 
more powerful than Mace is eventually. We have Ahsoka contacting Barris to who like offers her help. And there's this <laughs> I just have to mention this, there's this like space goat that trades Ahsoka his cloak. That, I love the space goat. It's 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 great, but also every time I see like cloaks, <clears throat> I feel like that's more conspicuous than you were before. Exactly. Like, cloaks are like the most conspicuous. Like if I was going to search for anyone, I would just like first thing round up everyone who wears a cloak. Yeah, first thing. <laughs> All cloaks are banned, essentially. Yeah, seriously. I also love the little detail because it was a goat, so he had horns. And then Ahsoka also has like the little things on her head mm -hmm. and it's just like the holes in the cloak already for her ears. Oh, it's so great. It really struck me in the in the next like in this episode or starting in this episode that this makes so much sense with thinking about the Ahsoka that we see in the Mandalorian. Right. Like it all comes together. Right. And also like isn't it amazing how like the title of that episode is a uh, the Jedi. The Jedi. Yeah, right? Not a Jedi. The Jedi. Oh, so right? Good. I'm just like so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like the like the climax of everything that I love about Ahsoka is like uh, and also I demand to see more of the lower levels of Coruscant. I love this. Somebody could do like a like a bingo or a drinking game of like all the thing like all the things that just come up basically <laughs> every episode and it's like like the lower levels of Coruscant or Anakin's and Ahsoka's relationship. That's a good one. I think we could definitely do that. There must be like enough for like a five by five grid at least. Easily. So yeah, how do you remember when you first watched this and like how surprised were you that Ventress shows up? Very surprised. Right? I was but pleasantly surprised. Mm -hmm. I love Ventress. I want more Ventress. And I actually prefer this new version of Ventress who doesn't kill people. Like it's just like, yeah, this is the new me. Yeah, Ahsoka clearly tells her not to do it and she does like she like accepts that and does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a change, though. It, it, I really like her as a character. Uh, and my, my suggestion for a Ventress, a Ventress turn to the light show would be awesome. So at, at some point, we're going to make drafts of different things for Star Wars. <laughs> and maybe maybe that's on your list. So, um, Ooh, that'd be cool. Just saying. This is what's good about you. You write lists down. <laughs> I just like come up with ideas and forget them 10 minutes later. Yeah. Well, you're just very excited and I appreciate that. Yeah, so Ventress captures Ahsoka. Who kind of thinks that Ventress is behind that is like hmm, not not really, just because that's the first person you come across that's kind of a bad person. But I love how Ahsoka convinces Ventress to help her. Like we have both fallen from a path and that's kind of the best foreshadowing of what happens at the end of the next episode. Yeah. And I love as well this kind of almost it's not exactly like rashomon style but this you know anakin sees ahsoka with ventress and then of course he's super suspicious and like what's going on here and doesn't understand what's going on and it's just so beautifully done here that like it always you always like people always see her in the most unfavorable light possible and i think that's just a great way to tell a story it's like again it's very neat but here i didn't mind it at all it's just like it's so tragic and again tragically beautiful 
I also love the uh, Star Wars equivalent of a phone booth. Yes, with right. With the hologram yeah. when uh, <laughs> when Ahsoka talks to Barris, and I love as well that that Ventress obviously like eavesdrops or like can't help but like of course. listen into it. And this that that is the the point where I was. You know, I had this suspicion at the at the beginning of this episode that Barris was behind this, but then when she told Ahsoka about, yeah, there's this warehouse that you ch- should check out. Like, I found out about it. It's like, how did you find a- out about that? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And then it's like, okay, yeah, it's definitely her. Yeah, at this point, you're like, okay, we know what's going to happen. The first suspicion is like, okay, like, it could be her. This is like, okay, this really looks like her. And then when you see her attack Ahsoka later, like, you see her, like, body and it's like yeah that's definitely her you know yeah who else could it be yeah so um ahsoka and ventress get cornered by about two dozen fully armed clones and they just defeat them without like killing any of them it's so impressive the restraint as well yeah. the way that ventress like pulls out her lightsabers and just starts like hacking away You're like, yeah oh, shit. just like destroying their blasters but then just like knocking them out I thought that that was great. Yeah, and it just goes to show as well how quickly she can adapt because when she pulls out the lightsaber, she is intending to kill all of them. But then Ahsoka says, no, don't kill them. And then she just, like, within a second, she's like, okay, I'm just going to use, like, I already have the lightsabers out, so I'm just going to use them to cut, you know, to, like, uh, make their weapons useless. I want more. I just like it's such a good sequence. Like, it this is. episode. This episode is definitely, I feel like, for me, like the A to B episode, like or A to Z episode. Like, take me to the climax. Essentially, yeah. this episode is, and put the pieces in position. And like, as you said, Ahsoka's reputation keeps like getting worse and worse, and she gets seen more and more in this negative light. But, ah. Uh, Oh my god! And- yeah, and then we see the uh, the hooded figure that knocks out Ventress, takes a lightsaber and the mask, and attacks Ahsoka with it. And obviously, that person is a Force user. And then, like, then at the very latest, you're like, okay, that's obviously Barris. It's kind of crazy that uh, Ahsoka doesn't recognize her. Yeah, right. But I guess maybe she is just so shocked that that uh, that she thinks it's Ventress because how could you not? I mean, I guess Ventress is taller, but uh, you see the lightsabers and the mask, and it's like. I guess because Ventress is such a badass, you wouldn't think about her being knocked out and getting her stuff taken. Good point, good point. Gets captured right next to the same explosives that you know were used in the attack on the Jedi Temple, so it doesn't look good. Doesn't look Not good. Not at all. And just like the way Anakin looks at her, though, it's yeah. just... Uh, you feel for him and her. Yeah. And it's like the build-up, right? Because you know, he it gets gets worse and worse with you know seeing Ventress and all of that. And then at the end, he kind of, I mean, he doesn't lose all hope in her. Like he doesn't mistrust her at all. That or like like not totally anyway, because she, he goes out to to seek more proof that she's innocent. Yeah. Oh my god. I know. What so with the next episode? just going into it like as i was waiting for like as as the other as the previous episode had was just like fizzling out and you saw the you know autoplay thing you see the brief description of the next episode and usually they're pretty good at avoiding any kind of spoiler (gasps) did they spoil something for you 
they it's not some it's something that happens very quickly but they do man, they they mention in that description that Ahsoka gets expelled from the order and i was like what why would you write that in there like that are you fucking kidding me i know i was like livid oh um, my god i know i mean again shame on me for for reading those but usually they are pretty good about like being yeah. very general and it's like you never get spoiled by anything that's that's criminal <laughs> right that's i'm so sorry that you had to read that yeah it's i mean again it happens in within the first few minutes but it would have been a bigger shock like it would have been quite a shock like yeah, if i right? ha hadn't seen it before oh, fuck em. yeah fuck seriously me. um what i will say though this the, i love the title of this episode yeah it on so many levels is that like Ahsoka is obviously like they have the wrong Jedi, like the right, like in the whole trial, right? But also, like, Ahsoka is wrong for the Jedi Order in some ways. Also, the Council are the wrong Jedi. These are like not the right Jedi. This is not what it is. It's just like so many levels. It's just mm. like the title itself. And like, that's how we have to start out with this episode because every single little bit of this episode needs to be discussed because it is. It's it's heart wrenching, heartwarming, amazing, beautiful. I mean, uh, it's great. Can I can I just take the second now, now that we're here talking about this episode, to say fuck the Jedi Council. <laughs> they are weak, spineless bastards that have like no. They're just fucking assholes. They're ridiculous. Like. Obviously, fuck Tarkin. He becomes a villain. He is an asshole. He he knows he's an asshole. Like, he wields his power like that. But everyone else, they're just fucking losers. They're weak. <laughs> like, it's absolutely really ridiculous. They, like, let the galaxy go to shit. And it is all their fault. Like, Mace Windu, he's like, like, oh, we don't have a choice. We have to expel her. We have to, like take her to a military tribunal yes you fucking do have a choice like mm -hmm. are you concerned about political concerns what does it look like this is your autonomy as a jedi order you are an independent body that is the moral center of the entire country or the entire galaxy like if you think like the catholic church would be like okay let's let these like people let, let's let like pope francis like get charged for tax fraud in fucking the cayman islands or some <laughs> bullshit like that like they would be like no fuck you he's ours like the jedi council are spineless and just because like another guy tells them no they're just like oh okay fine okay we'll go with what you want it's like they don't deserve to rule the like they don't deserve any power at all they don't deserve to be called jedi they don't deserve they they really to be honest they deserve to die like fuck the jedi council like they're all assholes and idiots and probably order 66 was the best thing to happen to the galaxy wow. fuck them wow Ooh, i sense and the dark fuck side them for doing shit to ahsoka all this is because they fucked over ahsoka how dare they <laughs> Oh God, this is perfect. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, and also, what kind of precedence does precedent does that set? You know, it's like they they submit to the to the Republic, uh, and that you know that just leads the way into you know 
establish, establishing a hierarchy in which the Jedi are not nothing more but like the but the toy of of Palpatine. Yeah, of course, of course. It's like ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. And like even like Obi Wan, who has for like half a second be like, oh, I don't think we should expel her or yeah. whatever the fuck. It's like. Stand up for your ideas. Like, if you want, then just don't go to the fucking creepy-ass um, judgment chamber and just look down at Ahsoka. Like, stand by her side next yeah. to Anakin and Ahsoka and show your solidarity with her. Grow a spine. <laughs> None of them have any courage. And they just go with whatever the institution says. Go with whatever fucking Mace Windu says, who's the fucking worst. And, like, ugh, it's absolutely ridiculous. All of them, from top to bottom. Ridiculous. And are absolute nightmares. Obviously, the Jedi children don't deserve to be massacred, but the council, meh, whatever. Wow. Don't fuck with Ahsoka. Was that your Mace Windu round, or is there another one coming? I mean, yeah, that's about it. Is that all right? (laughs) Of course. The sad thing is I like Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Like, I like Samuel L. Jackson. I just, like, I hate him to be associated now forever with my head, like, basically, you know, I don't know, the worst thing to ever happen to the Star Wars universe within their universe, obviously. He's a fine character in, in himself, but, like, <laughs> it's just, like, it breaks my heart to see Ahsoka this way. To see everyone around her betray her. And not out of like an actual belief that she was wrong. It makes it worse that they just capitulated to the like the whims of the military. Like they mm. like it's absolutely ridiculous. And it was obviously make make it a political issue. This is about your autonomy. This is about your strength and about your ability to self-govern. You just like signed away your self-determination for nothing basically and just because it would have scored you some political points or made life a teensy wincy bit easier for you can't you see the bigger picture for yourself it's absolutely ridiculous and this is how democracy dies exactly not with fucking thunderous applause it's because people don't give a shit and can't see too like beyond two feet yeah and they don't stand up for themselves and what's right and people in power. I totally get it. Like, if, like, your boss is like, I'm going to shoot you in the face unless you shoot this other guy in the face. Fine. I mean, it's not great. You, but it's like, wow. you know, that's one thing. But if you, like, actually have power and you can actually wield something and you make an active choice to capitulate and appease, like, an absolute monarch in that way. Oh, fucking nice. <laughs> So we've had a lot of Rashad rants over the last episodes, but this might be the best yet. It's just like they all failed her. Like Ahsoka is a gem. She is the best thing to ever happen to the Jedi, to Star Wars, and every <laughs> single one of them from top to bottom. And like, it just, they failed her. Like they did nothing for her. And yeah that's that's what i like about this run specifically it's like one of these fireworks that doesn't just have one boom but it just keeps going and going Uh, and just like the fact that they would (laughs) yes i knew there was more yes go get it all out there expel her are you fucking kidding me like if you wanted to have like a you know a consultant from the military there if you want them to sit in on it if even if you want them to run their tribunal you don't expel someone like that and it's absolutely ridiculous and the frick, okay, you know what? Like the audacity. Like at the very end, they're just right? like, "Oh, this was your 
trial. Now you are a full Jedi Knight. We're going to promote you to make you feel better about yourself. Oh, everything's fine now, right? Fucking assholes. Don't know shit. (laughs) Yeah, they absolutely like gaslight her about what happened. It's like, yeah, this was a great trial for you. All of this is a proof that you're a great, what a great Jedi you are, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, were you there? Okay, I'm done for a minute. You can like actually talk about the episode but just like fuck the jedi council yeah fuck the jedi council for like, real though. anakin i get it i get it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 rashad would have been right there with you slaughtering everyone so the there's a great line from tarkin that you know it's just it's disgusting but it's great it's like you know expel her so you can she can be in front of a military tribunal where she will receive more impartial judgment. And this this pregnant pause there is just oh, such a good delivery from the uh, from the voice actor as well. And it's so Tarkin. It's amazing. It's how did they capture like you know, Tarkin doesn't have much screen time, let's be honest. Yeah. Right? He has like one movie. And how did they capture him so well in a different medium fifty years later? <laughs> it's incredible. It's funny, like I didn't read through my notes before uh, before we talked, um, but my note, my next note is, you know, about how Anakin and Ahsoka are like, like Anakin is furious and he and Ahsoka are shocked by the decision of the council. And my my, I will just read you this line from my notes. I really hope Ahsoka does go rogue at some point and leaves the Jedi Order behind due to the betrayal. I was like, wow, there you go. Nice, you nailed it. Also, they nailed it. Yeah, such such. Oh, so good. I feel like I think uh, you know they had the question of like, would you who what celebrity would you want to have dinner with? Like for me, I think it's Dave Filoni at this point. Yeah, like, it would be so hard not to. Just, <laughs> yeah, like, between like Grogu and the Clone Wars and Ahsoka, like this is all I want in my life. I love, I love, I love, I love that Padme represents Ahsoka. It's so yeah. good. It's so it's cool. Really it is a testament to her relationship, not just to Anakin, but to Ahsoka as well. Oh, of course. Like, And they've set this up seasons ago where they have gotten exactly. close. Yeah, and you get it sprinkled throughout, like on the, on the, uh, during the negotiations on Mandalore, where uh, What's-His-Face is like causing a ruckus. And like she's there right, like Ahsoka is there right beside Padme and all of that. Uh, so I, I really like that. I really liked as well that, of course, Anakin uh, is like con- still convinced that she didn't do it um, and just goes uh, to find some proof for her. Yeah, he goes like all dark side on Ventress, like force choking her and like channeling, like he channels his inner Batman or like at least his inner Batman voice when he, when he's talking <laughs> to her. I love that. Yeah, and Ventress just like, cuts really deep when she tells him you and your precious jedi order abandoned ahsoka and it's just like yep that's exactly what happened and anakin knows it yeah he does know it and ah it's so good it's just like it, it 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 creates an actual backstory for the creation of Darth Vader mm-hmm. and how he betrays the jedi council oh this just adds order. to so ah oh, this is so good yeah going to the to the trial real quick. So Palpatine is kind of the judge. There is a jury and Tarkin is the prosecutor. Um, Tarkin is the prosecutor and Padme is the defense. But 
like at some point Palpatine is not the judge anymore he's kind of part of the persecution like where he kind of does a plea that sounds like he he is like condemning Ahsoka before he oh, tells the sure. jury to make that decision well one thing that's interesting to me is that I think that Palpatine wanted this whole thing to happen yeah. for a reason yeah to play and- to play on Anakin right Oh, of course, and to sow discord. Yeah, and and I really wonder. I don't think I think Palpatine was genuinely surprised when Anakin came in with the information about Barris. Yeah, I I really am like it's really interesting. Like, what in particular did he want? Why did he want to kill Ahsoka? He wanted to kill Ahsoka, get rid of Ahsoka, obviously to like you know have Anakin have his heart broken and then just uh, betray the Jedi Council for him. Um, but. It's really interesting to see, like, what are the impacts of that not happening? And it, it, I don't know. It's, it's a fascinating uh, idea, for sure, about Palpatine actually. Obviously, he's the one puppet mastering this as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, <clears throat> of course, like, Ventress, like, tells Anakin that Ahsoka spoke to Barris, And then, like, Anakin does this really smart move that, like, sh- he takes Barriss's lightsaber and attacks her yeah. with it. So that she's kind of forced to get Ventress's lightsabers to defend herself. But that's also such a huge plot hole. Because why would she keep the lightsabers? And in her room too. That doesn't make any sense. It's so stupid. It is really stupid. She says, I like this look on me. and But that just is a track with what she says later on. I don't know the timeline though, for example. Like, I mean, obviously, she's thought of everything. So I don't think that like she wouldn't have found a hiding place. So... It's a weird little thing, you're right. No. Um, but nothing's perfect. Yeah, she ch- could have just like chucked them into a precipice or something over a precipice. Exactly, or just literally just destroy them, throw them in the trash. Like, yeah. apparently they don't have fingerprints. Yeah, seriously. Here. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she has this great line like, "The only thing the Jedi Council believes in is violence." That's a pretty well, that's good, hard hitting line. Yeah, yeah. her whole speech I think is great. Um, yeah, and you have this great fight between her and Anakin. Yeah, uh, like in front of in front of Sunubi and the uh, the Padawans who had their lightsabers built with Ahsoka recently, yeah. like two seasons ago or whatever. Yeah, or like was it this season? Even I don't. It was this season. I'm, yeah. Okay. I, I don't remember. This is is this the first time we see those like Jedi, Jedi temple guards with their golden double bladed lightsabers? I think we've seen them on other occasions, like in the library and stuff, but yeah, but never, never with their like, lightsabers on. Yeah, and I was w- wondering, like, who can become like one of those guards? Like, uh, do you, and do you have to be force sensitive? And like, like if if you're not force sensitive, and you're fighting against someone with those lightsabers, you could never defeat a force user with those. Like they can just take it away from you, and then you're fucked. No, I believe they are force sensitive. Okay, good. At least there's yeah, that. yeah, they're actual like, um, Jedi essentially, but they're they're assigned to protect. Uh, but also, like, where were they in Order sixty <laughs> six? So, so yeah, um, Barris gets brought in front of the trial, and she says, you know, all Jedi should be on trial. They're on the dark side. The Republic is failing, and um. Yeah, and like Palpatine just like really dismisses her. Like, yeah, just take it away, take her away, and I guess Ahsoka is free now. Palpatine's voice actor kind of is not on top of his game this episode, especially during the court scene. I think it's just a Clone Wars thing because, like, you know how in Clone Wars everything everyone sounds shitty when they have a microphone on, and like when they're talking to a public. 
Uh, it's like something about Clone Wars is just like shitty. Like, I don't know what it is about the show, but whenever they have to talk in public, everyone is just like 10, 10 like lines worse. Like Satine was, right? And yeah. now Palpatine, same thing. Yeah, it's true. Even Palpatine, you know? I was actually like fist pumping when she was like, nah, fuck this. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, fuck you that guys. Like, you don't deserve a yeah. second. Yeah, that's that's what I was hoping for, to be honest. Um, and yeah, again, it was pretty clear that this was supposed to be the end of Clone Wars, which would have been like a great, like ending, so so great. It's again kind of a, again like a Wild West or like samurai theme where they just leave into the go towards the horizon, basically this lone person, you know. And it's Ahsoka's journey. Is the Clone Wars is Ahsoka's journey, right? So it is a good ending for her journey. Exactly. Yeah, for the end of the show, which is uh, yeah, and there's the you know this entire interact the entire interaction between Anakin and Ahsoka is really beautiful. But in the end, Anakin says, "I understand more than you realize." Wanting to walk away from from the order, and Ahsoka just says, "I know." It's and so heartbreaking. Yeah, like, like she walks away with tears in her high eyes, and there's this great music, this amazing strength section, and it's so. Uh, I was just so depleted afterwards. I was just like, I don't even know what to do. Yeah, you just have to sit, like, and just let it wash over you. Yeah, it's Oof. amazing, and just as we mentioned, the range that Anakin goes through and Ahsoka yeah. goes through in this like two seconds, right? As she like for a second hesitates and contemplates whether or not she wants to do it, and then makes mm. that decision, and then feels right inside of her immediately and then Anakin is shocked yeah and, and runs after her desperately and like he you know like the way he talks to her it's as if he's talking to her the way he talks to himself every single day mm. it's like he would love to do what Ahsoka's doing but he cannot and, and they also they kind of talk as peers here yeah for the first time really yeah because in this moment, I think she eclipsed him in some ways. Like she, he realized that she's stronger than him in a way. And I'm awesome. so I'm so excited for this show now. Like both both the, the last two seasons of Clone Wars, but also the Ahsoka show. I mean, of course, the expectations are huge now, but <laughs> uh, it's amazing. And and when I think of Clone Wars, it's like this sequence of episodes like these six episodes here seven. that seven episodes sorry these seven episodes here that just it's just so good yeah. you know every aspect of it i mean obviously nothing's perfect and it's not like a perfect work of art but wow how far we've come truly right right and i'm glad to have gone on this journey with you it's amazing i just feel so lucky it's awesome thanks uh yeah one of these days we need re we really need to uh flip it like i introduced you to something and we talk about serially hooked yeah i'm sure we'll do something like that um we have a lot of star wars though to get through first. yeah yeah <laughs> we have like the next almost like six months planned. but i think this this is like this and rebels are the only the only two things that i think we'll go through that i have watched and you haven't everything else is either we haven't watched or both of us have watched yeah right so which episodes are we watching for next time? So in the next uh, episode, we will be watching 
season six, episodes one through four. Oh, short and sweet. I like it. Yeah. It'll be a fun one. Hopefully, uh, we'll have a lot to talk about, even though it's only four episodes. If you like what you heard, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars! If you don't like the show, why are you still listening? Five stars! If you want to get in touch, there are a few ways you can do that. Email. Write us an email to hello at seriallyhook.com. Website? You can check out our website and suggest future topics at seriallyhook.com. Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at seriallyhooked. If you like the show, tell a friend or ten and rate us on Apple Podcasts. It really makes a difference and helps people discover the show. What does this say? Sorry, what do my notes say? Like sometimes it's just like session. I'm getting excited as the episode's going, and it just scribbles. You can't identify anymore. Yeah. Yep. What would you be more like disappointed by if he did did talk like Yoga Yoda does, or if he didn't? I kind of want him to speak like Yoda. Maybe that's just me, um, because I just like especially like a younger person. Mm. I, I, that idea is so funny to me. Yeah. Uh, just like a little sass <laughs> asshole. Just being like, <laughs> tell me what to do. You can't exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if they are between a rock and a hard place. They will have to choose one or the other. Exactly. 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 Okay. Cool. Okay. I always choose the rock. <laughs> if you choose rock, I will choose paper. Um, sorry, that was a bad <laughs> joke. <laughs> That was like on the top like 10 all-time bad Chris jokes or bad serially <laughs> hooked jokes. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I don't know whether that was a compliment or not. No, you yeah, that's a compliment. You have m- mostly good jokes. Is it? Uh, also a lot of bad com- a lot of bad jokes. So it's a yeah. mix. I mean, it's a lot of them are compliment. deliberately bad though. That's a good that, point. That is also a distinction that I came up with recently. It's like I have I have a sense of humor, but I'm not funny. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, same for me, I think. I'm not a funny person, but I like humor. I'm, I am I have a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I like humor, Rashad. <laughs> 2021. <laughs>